This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful SmackDown podcast. It is May 9th. We're talking about SmackDown from London. Uh, For those of you who haven't been to Fightful.com this week, head over there. We have our forums back up. You have uh, wrestling, MMA, boxing, video games. My personal favorite, uh, movies, which I am extremely active in, especially (laughs) the movies better than Pulp Fiction thread. Also TV, uh, action figures, all kinds of good stuff. You know, I tried to make this a special episode of the Fightful SmackDown Live podcast. After the buzz created from last week, I tried to book Anna Bauer's gym bag on this show, and she blocked me. She didn't let me do it. So just so you all know, I tried to make it happen. We almost made a star. But in in true political fashion, Anna Bauer refused to let it happen. Anna, what was up with the bag? I can show you my gym bag if you really want to see it. We want to see it. Do it while I, while I intro oh, Jeff Hawkins. Yeah. The award-winning Jeff Hawkins, mind you. Jeff, how are you? I just want to let everybody know that the gym bag was my replacement. So, <laughs> I, I've seen people get – oh, wow. I see that people have official Disney animated films thread over there on the, the forum. Forum's getting popping, you guys, but – well, I'm the not gym bag. Gym bag. The gym bag yeah. is far more entertaining, far better looking. I get it. I know. Well, well it, it might be better of, looking. What's what that remains to be seen? Let's see this bag. Oh, it's a Dean Ambrose gym bag. Yes. Oh, <laughs> it's a bag for his props. There we go. Yes. That's what's phenomenal. going on. Phenomenal. Uh-huh. Well, no, no wonder it dropped in the middle of the podcast. It was trying <laughs> to show up, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. one more move than what Dean Ambrose has has learned over the past two years. <laughs> like, otherwise, he pretty much sticks to the same thing. Hey, you did a good job yesterday. I'm going to say that. I thought so too. SmackDown from London, back to back nights, and uh, Anna, what do you think of the show? It was entertaining. Um, I mean, it's good that it comes second to Raw every week because. You know, it Raw doesn't really set a high bar a lot of the time recently, yesterday uh, in particular. So by comparison, this is a great show. Um, it was entertaining. It wasn't anything really to write home about. You know, can't complain. Jeff, your thoughts? I, If I'm a fan in London, I am... <laughs> 
I'm wondering why I paid money to go see Raw or SmackDown when it comes over because the past few tours, they have given them nothing in terms of a show. I mean, this is fine filler. It didn't really build too much. We got, you know, we got the visual pinfall at the end and that's about it. But as a show, to me, these these London tours of late have kind of been phoning it in. They have felt like glorified house shows. That's for sure. Yeah, it feels like they, they, they're like, well, we got to go overseas. Let's just, let's put on a safe. Yeah, instead of, show. yeah, instead of, instead of making it like an event type thing, they go, well, let's, well, what do these fans want to see? Well, let's, let's give them one of these, one of these, one of these, and that's good enough. And then we'll, we'll see you in eight to nine months. And given how hot that crowd usually is, that's, yeah. I feel that's, a, that's, That's the place to do something. That's the place to do something so that the rest of these jaded fans like myself in the States watch that. And then we kind of glom off of them when we go to the live event. I mean, it's, it's, it's just like a WrestleMania type crowd. They should book accordingly. In my opinion, we start off with Randy Orton. He comes out and says that he didn't lose because of a refrigerator. Uh, Well, that remains actually he did. He did. Anna, you said, I think, a poo-smeared refrigerator? Yeah, it was. Uh, That was from Eric Rowan when he was um, recuperating in the basement. He needed something to do, so arts and craft. But I'm glad glad it came to use, and I'm glad that it got a showing. Don't look so confused, Jeff. Why is this confusing you? You just watched two hours ago. Why is this confusing you? So he was in the basement. Yeah. And then what, came upstairs and pooped on the refrigerator? No, I like to think they kept it downstairs, but they, they managed to salvage this from the fire, and because it was, like, the only thing that they saved, they used it as a centerpiece in the crack den. And you have to remember, I'm a writer. I'm trying to put the dots together here. <laughs> so when you say he's stuck in the basement and the poop-stained mm-hmm. refrigerator is upstairs, I'm trying to figure out how because he got it's a active. different house. <laughs> It's a different house. They now live in the crack den because Randy Orton burnt down the farm. And because this is one of the remaining items left, they wanted to put it on show as a reminder of better times. <laughs> and that's why it's perfect that this was the thing used to crush Randy Orton. It's very Chekhovian. Well, Sean, she's convinced me. How about you? <laughs> oh, I, I bought it when she said it on her show. I, I, okay. I was like, you know what? That, that actually, that, I, I'm, that makes sense. Jinder Mahal comes out and says that people will no longer disrespect his homeland, so we finally get that Canada versus USA feud that we would wanted for the last 20 years. We're finally getting it back. He's just not good in this spot, and it's a shame because the last time we really saw this angle was Muhammad Hassan and Davari, who were very good at this. Uh, but Muhammad Hassan suing WWE and Davari, I don't think he's coming back. This hasn't we, been good since 1985. They need to stop this stuff. I mean, there's smart ways to do it, and there's dumb ways to do it. This is the dumb way. The smart way was the Bret Hart Canada versus the U.S. angle, if you wanted to do it. Even Muhammad Hassan was smarter than this. I mean, But yeah. you, you just said it. If Jinder came out and teamed up with Kevin Owens because they're both from Canada, that I would buy. That I'd want to see is entertaining. It's different as opposed to you people – and I just want to slap the shit out of that guy. I'd probably break my hand on the rocks that he has in his freaking pecs, but I don't care. It's like, why are point. either of these two doofuses teaming with Baron Corbin? 
why is a lone wolf wanting to team? <laughs> exactly. Why, why would it happen? We get Owen, Styles, and Corbin uh, all out. Then Zayn shows up, attacks Baron Corbin, baby faces clean house. Mm-hmm. We get a match later. Natalia versus Becky Lynch. Now, the welcoming committee is out there. Carmella heals the crowd. And I, I looked at it, and I actually saw Mike Killam on Twitter tweet this. And I was like, damn, it's, it's true. If 22 minutes in, we had seen 14 different characters on screen and zero wrestling moves. <laughs> 14. Uh, which, you know, might have been better because every night I see people getting uh, – they're bumping before they get hit with clotheslines. And I'm like, this looks bad every time. And they, they do the bump and feed thing where they're, they're doing the comeback. Uh, it happens with Finn Balor, and it's, it's not his fault for all the, the criticisms I give him for kicking all the time. When he like runs into his opponent, they are bumping before he gets there. And uh, Becky Lynch, before she gets there, Natalia's already bumping. It looks bad. The clothesline's supposed to knock people down, not anticipating it. Uh, to Becky Lynch's credit, the springboard kick that she uses now, it's kind of like a mule kick that works a little bit better than the one that she did. Charlotte tries to help out Becky, but ends up distracting her a little bit, and it gets her pinned. I like the the question here because I don't know who's going to turn on who. I know it's going to happen at some point, but Anna, who do you think turns on who here? Because Becky Lynch has openly stated she wants to work as a heel. Yeah, but I just don't know. They'd have to build up a few more faces for them to do that. I still think it's going to be Charlotte at this point. I think that's where she naturally sits. Um, I would love to see a Becky heel, but, yeah, I just don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon. Jeffrey? I don't know if it's going to happen because the story that they're playing right now is the – the, the lovely trope of tag team partners who can't get along. Can they get it together in time for the big six person against a unified front, which was only unified as of last week? Uh, I think eventually Becky will get her wish, but for right now, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering what they were doing with Charlotte here, to be honest with you. I, I get that they're playing up the heelish tendencies of it, but I thought we were over that last week, but I guess we aren't. Guys, subscribe to us, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Leave us a thumbs up. Turn our notifications on. I'll encourage you guys to do that now since we aren't running, oh, I don't know, a dozen podcasts a week. But we are uh, bringing you the list. And, yeah, boy, tomorrow we're going to try to insert some segments into that show with the software. I'm still learning how to do it. That has been an arduous battle. The one thing I – or not the one thing, but one thing I like about this Charlotte – uh, shift is that her attitude hasn't really changed since she's been a baby face. Mm. They just have common opponents. As I watched the first half of this promo backstage with Becky, Naomi, and Charlotte, I was like, oh, this is good stuff. Then Becky oh. started to say, we've got a bond. We've got a we've bond. Got a bond. And then Naomi, like Naomi before that, I was like, damn, this is good. This is good stuff from Naomi. Then she cuts like a 1980s buddy cop movie smile and is like bond like super glue hey and james bond and is british <laughs> yeah and then charlotte does this really contrived it turned into just the 
Oh my God! The shit couldn't have been cornier if they all ate uh, if they all ate corn before this. Like it was the ne- it was. I watch it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, why, Jeff? Hmm? Why? Because this is how they script things. This is how they stage things. They everybody has, as opposed to having something natural looking. It, it's everybody kind of using buzzwords and things and 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 they want to use the word bond 14 times because they were in london that's why <laughs> james bond <laughs> god would you stop it anna you're mm-hmm. an award-winning actress yes <laughs> <laughs> is there that a follow-up to that or did you just want to <laughs> that was a flip there was a flip of the hair for those of you who are listening. Mm-hmm. Look, I think Lana, they... did much better at, Lana did much better at dancing than these three did at acting. Oh, that is, I'm the completely wrong demographic for that. I just look at it and go, why? What's I, I get why, but no, please don't. Um, Lana or the be... acting? <laughs> Lana. Look, they, they're in a tight spot. They're scripted to say this stuff. Uh, what... I mean, I really wish that they would not and do variations enough that they might get in trouble, but at least it will come across a lot better. Uh, I do think, though, that if WWE Shop doesn't release a snatchy, bald Naomi T-shirt, they are missing a huge market right there. Um, But I will say one more thing about that whole segment. A lot of people are still complaining about James Ellsworth being in the company. He, He is not wrestling. He is not up for any titles. He is there purely for entertainment, and he's doing his job. I think it's yeah. hilarious. Please, <laughs> can we just move on? Like, leave the guy alone. He's doing a good job. I mean, if somebody wants me to fight them, then saying that type of shit's a good way to get it to happen. Don't smile because we don't want to see your teeth was a fantastic line, even though it is lowest common denominator in London. I know it, but... His catchphrase is, duh. He should be. He should be lowest common denominator. He should yeah. make every cliche joke and insult like in pro wrestling. Because if he, if he did the all these people and you people promo, I'd be like, yeah, James, you tell him. Because that's what he's heard his whole life. Like, There's, there's something both terrible and fantastic about the way he says, duh. I just, <laughs> duh. <laughs> I'm like, you are such a twisted suck genius that I love you. And I just want to see you every week and and keep making that money. Keep making that money. I did see that. I saw Justin Labar reply to something where somebody was like, yeah, how does James Ellsworth still have a job? Imagine Vince McMahon trying to fire that man. (sighs) James, come on in here. I'm afraid to let you. What is that? That's the biggest hog I've ever seen. (laughs) You're getting renewed, pal. That's how it happens. Yes, personality. Personality goes a long way. That's for is that is that pal going to be in the movie? Hmm. Oh, oh, that's too tame for the movie. Did you read some of that stuff? Way too tame. I can't believe that. Way too tame. (laughs) I, I wish I lived in the Northeast so I could get in on that table read. I really do. <laughs> Let's talk about something great that happened. 
fashion files. Anna, I'm sure mm. you were happy about that. Um, yeah, I had trouble breathing at one point. I was laughing too much. They are just the unicorns of the earth with everything that's happening in the world, especially today. Thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being alive. Thank you for gifting us with your presence. And please, can they get a show on the network? Someone, whoever was on the Fightful account today, I don't know why they deleted it, but they said something about wanting to start a petition to get them on the network. I think we should do this. I think we need this. The world needs this. The world needs more Bree Sangler. They can film a full, like, episode. Um, What is it? Shit, um, Law and Order SVU style mm-hmm. of the Fashion Files. Yeah, and put it on the network, and I would watch it. Yeah, and aside from Jeff, anything are you else, on board. Oh yeah, <laughs> my my favorite. I, I like. I always, you know, broad comedy is great, and was great last week. This week, it was it was a minor thing that just got me laughing, which was the uh, the crime scene tape where he just walks through it. <laughs> it just keeps going down the hall. That that was my favorite part yeah. of the whole thing. I mean, like the scripting, scripting wasn't as good as last week, but but just that little moment, just just made me grin like a chimp. Yeah, but aside also from anything else, it- that was an excellent way to set up a random match. Yes. <laughs> Why they need to do more like that? It, even not in the random comedy of Brizango, but just in general, have reasons. Is their name? Officially, the fashion police or Breezango at this point. Breezango, Breezango, whatever the hell. The Breeze. Both. I think it's still Breezango. It's question. Breezango, the fashion police. Breezango, colon. The question, fashion. Jeff. No, I can't use colon. That's very taken. <laughs> yes. Jeff, you don't have any children, do you? Not that I know of, no. If you did, <laughs> would you let Mojo Raleigh babysit them? <laughs> he seems harmless enough as a babysitter. He can take a beating, which my kids would probably end up doing. Um, but overall, I, I don't know. <laughs> Mojo, Mojo, I think Mojo needs a babysitter. He's a big <laughs> child. He's a big. He's like you know what he is. He, he's the fun uncle. He's gonna take. I, I do want to see. I do want to see take, Ellsworth. He's going to take your kids on a water slide. He's going to buy him pizza. He's going to fill them full of cotton candy. He's going to give them back to you with 25 drugs. And drugs. Drugs. Really, Anna? This was, this is a wholesome thing. And uh, really? I, I'm cool with seeing Ellsworth later on down the line as Mojo's handler. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. Eric Rowan defeated Luke Harper. Uh, I uh, really wish these two would just beat the brakes off of each other, put each other through tables, then hug and decide to tag again. Because I think that's probably the direction it's going. Uh, Lots of slams meant sustain. Oh, from Tom Phillips, because that happened like 40 times. Rowan wins with a reverse, uh, like a twisting power slam. Harper is going to win next week, and then they're going to face each other at Backlash, I would imagine. Is there an end game for this, Anna? I really wish they would pair them up or something. It's This feud, given everything they've been through, should be bigger than it is. The crowd was dead up until Rowan won. And I kind of don't blame Tom Phillips for the woes because of that. It makes me really sad, especially for Harper. And I'm, you know, Harper biased. He's beautiful. 
but they deserve a lot more. Um, and I think they could do something with these guys. Even Rowan's got the whole replacement Wyatt with his sheep gas mask thing happening. There is a lot of potential within them, and I just they well. There's, there's always been potential with them as a tag team. They right before they rejoined the Wyatt family, they had a nice run. They were like using the 3D and stuff. They were being protected. They were winning matches. Yeah, that's it, they've screwed them over. Because they took well, it back it's, it's for not, so long, and then now it's like, well, okay, why should we care? It's not necessarily them. It's the injuries that happened to the Wyatt family repeatedly. Those three yeah. guys in particular couldn't stay healthy at the same time. Like, I mean, for a year or two, they couldn't. I get that, but then they came back, and then they played second fiddle to this Auden-Wyatt thing that did yeah. so well. It's just a shame. Jeff, your thoughts on Rowan and Harper? I, I, You know, I'd like a big monster tag team. The problem is the reason for putting them together would be probably to build back up American Alpha or to give Brizongo mm-hmm. something to do once the New Day come back. Because I think the New Day and the Usos are going to do the program first thing. So, you know, it, it depends on what you're looking at them to do. If you're looking at them just to kind of be cannon fodder for another team, sure, I'm fine with that. I think they'd make great monster tag team like the skyscrapers were back in wcw days and you just you know build them up as monsters and then give them the belts eventually but i don't think they see that and plus these guys have been fighting each other now for like almost two years i mean off and on it i I don't see an end game for it and i don't think putting them together as a team would necessarily pop a crowd or or really motivate interest but i'd like to see it it wouldn't be bad I think it might pop a crowd if it were at backlash. You know, they put put them in a no DQ match. They go through some tables. They they hug it out. They're back together. You put them in the tag division because there are no. It doesn't look like there is any plan for them as singles guys. Dolph Ziggler comes out and cuts a pretty good promo. I thought where he's just a crotchety old man. He's just an old old son of a bitch is what he is. And it's funny to see this because for a long time he had cut the people are holding me down type of promo and let me loose, let me see what I let me show people what I got. Nakamura wants Ziggler now, but Ziggler backs out. I think that that's a really contrived, really overdone type of thing. But uh, Jeff, what do you think of the segment? I didn't like it in that they've been promoting the the match already, and Nakamura's first match is going to be in there, so you knew that the match wasn't going to happen right then anyways. That that was my only complaint. I mean, it's a it's a well-worn kind of thing where, you know, you get the guy in there, oh, they're going to find, and then the heel backs off. I'm fine with doing that. Uh, you know, it, it, it was it was good for Woas, and I liked, I liked the Nakamura beatdown, to be honest with you. Anna. I really think the artist's nickname should be given to Aiden English. Because Isn't that the that's- dumbest thing to do to, Nakamura doesn't need that no he doesn't I kind of feel like one. I feel like Vince is going on along with this program in the hopes that Shinsuke just can't understand what's being said I think he's looking it's, at the wrong thing he's looking he's looking at the at the at the well, he doesn't know the, how to market him yeah well no, well he looks at him and he sees the sizzle of the entrance and you know how how different it is and how the people go wild for it as opposed to the ass kicking in the ring 
But that's exactly it. Let yeah. him be. You don't need to try and pigeonhole him or justify him. He's spent how long in NXT? He, he's gotten himself over, maybe not to the wider audience, but if he can do, it, can do it there, he can do it on the main roster. Just let him be. There was one great line, though, when the crowd was chanting NXT and then Ziggler turns around and says, this will all be edited out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> then it wasn't. I thought he was uh, pretty pretty damn good there. Really liked Ziggler there. And you can't ask for a guy in the ring to do much more uh, with Nakamura than what Ziggler will do with him at Backlash, I'm sure. But the thing is, everybody knows that Ziggler has no chance to beat him. That being said, everybody knew that Sami Zayn had no chance of beating Nakamura uh, during Nakamura's NXT debut match, too, and they still went and tore the house down, so... I have high hopes. So that's a little different, though. Sami Zayn was still, I mean, Sami Zayn was still everybody's darling, and that was kind of a dream match type thing. This doesn't have that same kind of buzz. Naysayer? Is is, is that a hog? (laughs) He's got a hog. And that's it. I'm not looking forward to the match. That's all I'm saying. He's got a hog. Jesus. Fashion Police defeated the Ascension. This was a squash. Uh, I'm happy Brizongo are getting a little chance. And the booking, uh, much like I'll explain with Jinder Mahal lately, is pretty consistent so far. They're not going out there and beating, like, top teams. They beat the Ascension. Mm -hmm. The real story of this match. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply was the Usos, who came out and got 12 days over in one promo. One promo. And the whole crowd was chanting it. Anna, do they make this a tradition 12 days out from every pay-per-view? I don't know about that, but they seem to be doing what Enzo wishes he could do. They're like a legitimate version of the hype that isn't hyping up shitting himself. Um, I love this whole new Argos thing, Uso's thing. They, uh, I mean, it's just, it's believable, but it's entertaining as hell. And as much as I love Breezango, I'm more than happy to see this go down. I put out on Twitter that every time Breezango is hit, I take it as a personal attack. Um, but, you know, I'm happy to see these guys go at it. So I, I'm kind of confused, though, as to, like, in 12 days are we expecting to see Breezango make out with each other? Is that what they were trying to say with the looking back? Why did you have to go there? They went there. They went there. I'm just confused. You're talking about the past now. 
Why are you hung up on the past? They brought it into the future. 12 days. 12 days. 12 days. 12 days till some back licking. 12 days. 12 days. <laughs> um, I loved it. I thought this was maybe one of the Huso's best promos of their lives, considering <laughs> the crowd interaction and just overall entertainment. I, I was a fan of it. Jeff, did you think it was the greatest promo in uh, Samoan wrestling dynasty history? I won't go that far. I, th- I, th- I thought the 12 days thing ran out of a bit of steam when they couldn't think of anything <laughs> for the backs. <laughs> Uh, but I do like the Usos in this kind of – I like when they let them let loose and kind of be a little bit looser. I mean, this is kind of a, the, the talking smack Usos out here cutting a promo, and, and I like that because there's that, there's, that, there's that tinge of fun, but there's that tinge of, oh, we're going we gonna to kill you when we get in the ring kind of thing. And, and, and the, the mixture of the two really really makes for a nice package for me. I really like the Usos on this run. I know you like a nice package. I do. A nice, well-wrapped package. Wow. Delivered on time by UPS. (laughs) See what I did there? Thank you. (laughs) Jinder Mahal, Kevin Owens, and Baron Corbin defeated Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and Sami Zayn. This one really didn't pick up for me until after the last commercial break. Styles and Corbin, I think, down the line are going to have some pretty – outstanding matches based on how they work together in these tag team matches and how I've seen them work together before. After it gets really hot, Jinder Mahal slows it back down with a rear chin lock in the, in the heat of everything. And I'm like, no, you're facing Randy Orton. This isn't very promising. This is going to be. Did he, did he potato Sami Zayn in the nose? Is that who caught him? Okay. Probably. Um, we, we get, uh, it comes unglued again and Jinder Mahal ends up catching Randy Orton from behind, hits him with the Cobra cut, sl- clutch slam wins. This was the most convincing of Mahal's win so far, but still he couldn't do it straight up face to face like that. Still pretty consistent booking. Jeff. Now Jinder Mahal, the, the, the issue never was. Can he be in this spot doing this, winning cheaply? The issue always was, why is he in that match to begin with? Why was he in a number one contenders match? Since they've done that, what do you think of how they've handled his character, how they've handled his booking? It's interesting because there's a dichotomy for for me because I think the story of the guy who is over-delivering on his potential – and having the one shot to get the belt is one that's that I like. The The problem is everything else about the Jinder Mahal character turns me off to the point where I don't care about that story necessarily. I mean, it, and it's, you know, and it, it's, it's hard to do that also for a heel because <laughs> there's a level of, of you have to get behind the believability that Jinder Mahal is going to take advantage of this opportunity. And I, I, I just don't see it. I, I don't, I mean, yeah, this, but this is what they always do with the visual pinfall that because they, 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 Oh, is he now going to do that? Because he's going to have the sing brothers out there distracting and things like that. I understand that. I, I just don't think the, the, the long shot getting the one chance up at the plate to hit a home run is necessarily the most compelling story to tell for a heel. Anna, I, I spoke highly of, 
the YouTube rankings that, that Jinder Mahal had, had enjoyed the first couple of weeks, maybe out of curiosity, maybe because of who he was with. Last week, his first match since that happened, it took a big tumble, like a big, big tumble by like half. Once he got in the ring, it didn't seem like the interest was there anymore. Is this maintaining, is it maintaining your interest? It never, I never had any interest in it because there was no reason to his push. And they still, they still haven't justified it. And now because he is suddenly in this position, I'm finding myself watching him with a lot more scrutiny than I would anyone else. It's at the point where I don't particularly enjoy watching him in a ring because it seriously looks like he's going to knock someone out again. And I don't enjoy that. And, yeah, I'm being overly harsh, but that's kind of what they've done here. It's when you give someone a spot like this in anything, really, you kind of have to question, well, why are they here? Why do they deserve it? What exactly are they doing to be in this, in this position? And I'm hearing myself say all this and I'm going, yeah, you're taking this all way too seriously. And I had a discussion with, um, with Alex and Mike yesterday on Twitter about this, about how he is just going to be a placeholder and we shouldn't really get too upset about it because it's only going to be temporary. But there's just so much talent on that roster and I just feel like they don't need to be doing this. Why... If they really wanted to push him, if they really wanted to make something of this guy, then build him up properly. Why are they rushing this? Because they felt like they didn't have anyone else for this position? Well, if, if the roles reversed, if this were Randy Orton defending the United States Championship against this guy who hates America, apparently, hates Americans. Meanwhile, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens, who are the popular guys on the roster, are involved in the top title program. I have less of a problem with it. And it's almost like this cloud hangs over SmackDown for me. It's like, because the top program is these two guys who maybe, maybe they'll go out and have like the best match ever. I doubt it. I think it's going to be a lot of chin locks, but. uh, I think there's that. And I, I I think there's that. And I think there's a, there's a miscalculation here in terms of, in terms of just the promos and things of that. Yeah. I, I think today's fan look back in the day back when i was growing up if you went out there and called fans a bunch of racists they they'd yell at you and boo you because no we're not that now they're just going to tell you shut up <laughs> you know they they don't want to be it's now a turn off rather than a way to get heat and that's exactly it that his random push combined with his promos it just all screams, oh, we're throwing this together last minute with not a lot of thought behind it. Like, to me, if he had come out and done a promo running down the 3MB gimmick as a reason why he's yeah. so angry these days, I'd buy that. Mm. I'd buy that he was ticked that he was put into this this stable and made to basically be a punching bag for, for a shorter person in, in a WLC match. Yeah, you know. And, I mean, the storyline... His storyline family is the great Kali. I mean, yeah, I would love to hear him say. <laughs> Look how they mistreated him. Even that he was overshadowed for being a little guy because of great Kali. Okay. Oh, there you go. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> like there, there's a lot of different ways you could take it and they didn't do any of it. And then it's so funny. The justification of people who didn't give a shit about him five weeks ago. They go, but India, 
but India. Yes, yeah, so this okay. is a way to get into that market. We'll do that. Yeah. It's... Well, hey guys, I hate to tell you, but if Justin Gabriel were around in 1994, they're still pushing Bret Hart, and Bret Hart was super over in South Africa. They're not going to just push Justin Gabriel. Oh, we got to get into that South African market. We better push Jinder Mahal. If they're good, they'll break through. Also, I mean, you're doing tryouts and stuff, and I mean, I guess it could be worse. They could have Mahabali Shira. So, you know what's you know what's the most horrifying he, thing about that? He, he, no, Mahabali Shira would be over in the WWE because he dances, and then the rest of the crowd no. would dance. And oh, he yes, he, he would. wouldn't be over. Yes, he no, would. he wouldn't. No way, Jose no, is over. So, yes, he would. No way, Jose is over at live events okay. and at takeover shows. But beyond that. Yes, He's, that's what I meant. I didn't mean like like main event over. I just meant Bali Shira is like Enzo and Cass over. That's what I meant. That's like comparing Alex Rodriguez to Jeff Blauser. And okay. Mahabali Shira is Mahabali Shira isn't even Jeff Blauser. I feel I feel bad for for comparing Jeff Blauser, googling guys to to Mahabali Shira. Because I've had people in Impact that were that shit on me like a running joke, Mahabali Shira. You He's know what's horrifying about him? He'd be, a, he'd you know be an instant hit. He was Ring King World Champion five years ago. Imagine how bad he was then. Terrible. Book him against Jeff Blauser. Jeff Blauser would kick <laughs> the living shit out of Mahabali Shira. He would take like. I think you get World Series. I think you get like the Rinky Dink World Series rings if you get like if you win the pennant, but not the not the title. He'd punch him right in the mouth with his '97 ring. I think he's got one for that. No, not '97, maybe '95. There we go. Damn. On the upside, AJ Styles is beautiful. So, yeah. <laughs> what the, what does that have you know, to do with it? I, because I was trying to bring it back to the match. And I had written and highlighted that if it were possible to choose a channel when you dream, I'd choose AJ Styles Wrestling 24-7. And so I was looking at that because I had no idea you were talking about some other thing that's not wrestling. So that's... Jeff Blauser. Excuse me. Excuse me. Look, you're interrupting his dreams about AJ's flowing hair 24-7 on its own network. Thank it's you. okay if you don't know who Rob Gronkowski is, but if you don't know Jeff Blauser, right. then I don't know what the hell we're even doing here. It's, he was 16th in NL MVP voting in like 93. It's a joke, Andy. What is Just that? roll with it. Just roll with it. <laughs> he got hit by 20 pitches one year. You make a Sid Bream reference. Oh, Bia? What? Here. Sid Bream <laughs> chugging it to home plate on that Francisco Cabrera <laughs> hit up the middle. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I only know wrestling. I'm broadening my horizons. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna Americanize you. It's gonna happen. Speaking of, I've been watching the Americans since we always like to do a little TV and movie talk after SmackDown. I've been watching the Americans. It's it's neat. It's neat. Nothing from either one of you all. I've only seen a I've few episodes. It looks good. I- I never yeah, want to watch it. Gosh. Not my and you all give me crap. 
By the way, guys, I reviewed – or I didn't review. I watched Star Wars Episode Four. I'll be talking about that tomorrow on the list. And <laughs> your boy. Can't wait. Now, did you see the original? Did you see the director's cut? What, what, what version of Episode Four did you see here? I don't know. I watched it in 1080p, though. Okay. That's all I know. If that have you, you out have of- you prepped your inbox for to try and delete automatically any like hate mail or keywords that you may be anticipating? Oh, I get hate mail over wrestling opinions all the time, and yeah, but so, I mean, you're, I'm sure the you're Star Wars a, is gonna. Oh, I know. I am. New ground here. Yeah, I did watch. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy two on Sunday. It was phenomenal. Good. Uh-huh. I would have not been your friend if you said otherwise. I'll be honest, Anna, I was going to send you a Baby Groot vinyl Funko, but uh, that shit's hard to find in Australia. You're not getting one. You're not getting one. I've got one. Do you? I found one, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad I I didn't have it sent to you then. I made um, an Instagram video because I was so proud that I found it. I do want to find one of like, you know, the old dancing sunflowers that you used to get? I want want a Groot version of that. Yeah, I'm trying to find yeah. that. I thought Batista was phenomenal in that movie, too. Yeah. Speaking of, we'll talk about this. Batista revealed that he has pitched the idea multiple times to come back and wrestle Triple H. And that WWE just passes on it. Jeff, what do you think about that? They're really holding out for The Rock. <laughs> He's not a big enough movie star, that Batista. No, we can't have that. I, you know, I don't, I mean, if Batista has reasons for going in there, great for him. I, I always thought he was one of the more well-adjusted people in terms of leaving and not, you know, caring one way or another. I mean, but uh, WWE in is 2000, weird. In 2017, who's really the bigger star, Dave Batista or Bill Goldberg? Now, within a wrestling spectrum, it's oh, Bill Batista. Goldberg. If you're talking about uh, yeah, who my friend up the street knows is knows, then oh yeah, even no that date. that that's huge. But but on the other hand, it helps get Batista over as opposed to the video game, which Batista is not in. So <laughs> so which one are they, they going to pick? You know, they have their own weird way of and probably you know what it probably turned them off that he came to them as opposed to them coming to him. I don't know. <laughs> Anna, what do you think? Would you be interested in seeing another Triple H Batista program? I mean, Batista wants to do it. Also said he wants to work with Titus O'Neil. No, yeah, no, the whole thing, it was on Jericho's podcast, which is a really, really great interview. And he was saying how he wants to, he would only come back for one and it would be a retirement match and he wanted to do an entire program with, program with Triple H. I would pay so much money to see that. And I, WW, a damn stupid for not taking him up on this. Yeah, I agree. And and if if Batista could come back in that, you know, just not giving a crap way that he was at that during that one Cena program where he's wearing you know the pink polo shirts and yeah. he gave, gave that great great go home promo where where he just looks yeah all you do is talk 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 and. And while you're doing, while you're what kissing babies and hugging fat girls, I'm in the gym waiting. Oh, it was one of the best promos that he ever gave, and I and that forever cemented him as just awesome in my mind. That that whole last run against Cena, where he eventually gets wheeled out uh, after the I or is it the last man standing match with the duct tape 
and he's in the wheelchair or there's an ambulance match, whatever. That entire run is just fantastic of his. At what point do you think, at what point do you think that Vince realizes, damn, I should have done that. Like, is it, is it maybe after Avengers next year? Is it maybe after Guardians 3, maybe the year after that? Is it maybe after, maybe he decides to take in a movie and he sees him on screen with Sylvester Stallone because I know he's going to be in, I think, another sequel come out. He's going to be in Blade Runner uh, next year, too, or this year, maybe. If he hasn't by now, when the hell will he? I bet he's seen Guardians of the Galaxy and didn't even realize that that's him. No, I, he's, he's that. I don't think he even watches yeah. movies. Uh, no, 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 no. As soon as a writer comes to him and tells him he's famous, he'll be he'll be remorseful. Yeah. I, I would argue that he is on his way at least to being bigger than The Rock because you nah, have got no, no, no way, no way. Look at the demographic that he is currently. He is in the Marvels franchise. Marvel franchise. He's got that whole kid demographic in the palm of his hand. Plus, he's doing legitimate movies as well. Fast and the Furious Eight's already done over a billion. Yeah, yeah. here's yeah. the thing: the, the, ro- the future. Okay, I, I could see her argument in a way, but The Rock, in terms of the the projects he attaches himself to, he doesn't carry the project necessarily. He is, but it has such a high Q rating, and he's attached to it. That I mean, it's now insurpassable. I think in terms of uh, or insurmountable was the word I was looking for, dummy. Uh, in terms of that, I understand. I think Batista has uh, he has potential to be breakout, but I don't think he's going to be synonymous like The Rock. I mean, The Rock has such a high Q rating at this point that bring Batista back, you have a solid program yes. with some actual substance yeah. there, as opposed to The Rock, which would just be purely for entertainment catchphrase talking mm-hmm. people in the audience kind of thing. I agree. I, oh, I agree with that. His, his value to in a program in the WWE to me is far more than The Rock because The Rock, you know, The Rock plays his hits and he gets out of there. I never thought much of the, the Cena program when he came back, but uh, I, I'd love to see a retirement program between him and Triple H. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, along the way, he could do a match with Titus, like on a, a roadblock or a Raw or something. Where Oh, give me them as a tag team. <laughs> oh, What? Yes. I I was sold on Titus. Did you see the tight pants video that is going around at the moment? No. I Jimmy, am Oh, that was sold. great. Yeah, they did the uh Jimmy Fallon uh tight pants song. It was uh Ms. Marie's Alexa Bliss and Titus. Yeah. Dancing to tight pants. Interesting. Look that Pretty shit good. up. I will. I I've, I've had my face stuck in wire cast for 2 days. Oh, boy. I'll talk all about that tomorrow if you all want some behind-the-scenes shiznit on the list and your boy Wednesday. Also today, I did a UFC 211 preview with Showdown Joe uh, for our Tuesday MMA podcast. We will be back, of course, after UFC 211 this weekend. That boxing show has exploded, too. Carlos and Steven bringing you all the goods. Anna, tell the people about Most Ridiculous. This week, we have an inside look at what potentially could be great balls of fire. It's, uh, it's somewhat disturbing, but I feel like we should all prepare ourselves for this. Uh, there's also a love dedication to Alexa Bliss. Um, and we break down the House of Horrors match, which is always fun. <laughs> Jeffrey. Mm. Shake well, them ropes. Why don't you tell yes. us about it? Rob and I will be 
according to tomorrow, talking Ooh. all things. Uh, Rob McCarran, a man who used to uh, be associated with this site, I believe. Um, is, he, um, is he eating his hat yet, by any chance? Is he what? Eating no, he's not. He has not eaten his hat. And uh, please continue to remind him because he sometimes I forgets. Will. I will. Uh, we'll be talking all things WWE, including 205 Live, NXT, Raw. We'll see if I'm employed tomorrow. That'll be interesting. Uh, <laughs> employed how? Up. What do you mean? I may blow up at my boss tomorrow. I'm just done. Uh, <laughs> Give us the juicy deets. I have a laptop at home, which which uh, which allows me to do work from home. Should I so choose, or should I, you know, I'll, I'll put it this way: if I get a call over the weekend to do overtime for lawyers, I can use it. I had workmen in my place earlier today to do air conditioning repair, and I asked to work from home. Now, I go into an office at 2.30 in the morning when nobody's there. None of my coworkers mind if if I would telecommute. My bosses refuse to allow me to do it on special occasions or whenever to get that extra hour of sleep because they are afraid that other employees will come and complain to them. And I said, that's not going to happen. Because I've asked all of them, and they have said, no, <laughs> please do, because they are all friends, and they hang out with each other, and they usually leave the room together, leaving me to do all the work. So, And I've been working here for a long time, um, more than <laughs> – let's put it this way. It, my my law career is going to be an adult next year, and they still don't – and yet we have people who telecommute already – for various reasons. One, because we can't talk about it legally and the other, because she lied. So it's like, I, it's one of those things where I'm just like, I just want some autonomy in my life. And I think they're being stupid and ridiculous by saying, Oh, when we call you, it's fine to log in. But when you need a favor from us, go screw yourself. So I'm just thinking about just quitting. Jeff is shooting (laughs) on the SmackDown pod. It's like an episode of Better Call Saul, which is also phenomenal, by the way. Plus, law doesn't interest me. So, hey, if you need a washed-up comedy writer slash wrestling podcaster slash person who's worked in an office for a number of years, tell me where to send the resume. I'll send it. Go free. Follow your dreams. Follow Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Follow at Fightful Online, at Fightful Wrestle, at Fightful MMA. Of course, visit Fightful.com for all the latest in news from wrestling, MMA, boxing. You can get your photos, your videos, your results, interviews, podcasts, everything, forums. We want you, we want you to make that uh, your home away from home on these forums. Go over there, use it. We're going to do a lot of giveaways, neat things. Tune in tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern for the list and yeah, boy. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.